Hello, my name is Corey Frank. I'm a major airline captain and the author of Three Feet to the Left, a new captain's journey from pursuit to perspective. And you're listening to the Keystone Letters. Keystonian number six. The Story of the Hill. Part four. To my neighbors in Pennsylvania and beyond. We're well into my short story called The Story of the Hill. If you haven't read parts one, two, and three, I highly recommend you go back and start with Keystonian number three. Today, part four begins in the midst of David's decision at the city's wall. His hand grasps the door's tiny knob. The lock is opened. His decision has been made. But will he enter the city? or return to the life he knew? Let's find out. David looked at the plaque above the door and read it one more time. Your curiosity brought you to this door. Your commitment welcomes you through it. Your contributions will inspire others to seek it too. David's curiosity most definitely had led him to this door. So had his father's. It began as a tiny seed his father planted in David's mind. Through years of nourishing that tiny seed with exciting stories and imaginative questions, that tiny seed grew into an idea, which became a belief about what mankind deserves. Over time, that belief transformed into a mission, one that consumed David until he realized the costs of chasing down the truth were far less than the costs of not knowing. For himself, for his family, for his village, perhaps for everyone. And so David set off on his grand adventure. He battled the elements. He overcame his fears and inadequacies. He sacrificed his time with his family and his reputation in his village. But commitment? Commitment to what? And how could he know whether his contributions would inspire others to seek this door? David was just a simple villager. What could he possibly offer beyond the skills he knew from his years working in the field? David's heart raced. He held firmly onto the now open knob. He thought of his family, his friends, and his father. David told himself, You've come too far to turn back now. He squeezed the door's knob and pushed forward. The door swung open. Through the open doorway, he saw the woman standing a short distance away. Her stoic face softened. David stepped through the threshold. She smiled. Welcome. My name is Deborah. I'm David. You've traveled a great distance 
you must rest. Then I will guide you around the city and explain what you now commit to do. David felt uneasy. What had he just committed to doing? For whatever reason, he also felt a strange comfort with Deborah. So David followed her lead when she motioned with her arm for him to walk forward. Do not be afraid, Deborah said as they began to walk up the grassy path toward the top of the hill's crest. This city, it's a lot to take in. It's different than others. It requires much of those who come here, but it also gives far more than it takes to you and to those who see it for what it is. David's mind filled with questions he wanted to ask. He trusted most of them would be answered in due time. Deborah led him to a shaded spot not far from the hill's grassy peak. I suggest you rest here, she said. We have much to do this evening. I'll watch over you. David laid down under a broad oak tree and slept while Deborah sat nearby on a stone bench overlooking the forest and the lake. He awoke a few hours later. Deborah gave him some water and then led him to the hill's peak. As they neared the top, she said, You traveled a long way. This is the view you've been seeking. As they crested the hill and saw the city stretching out in front of them, David's mouth gaped with awe and wonder. Nestled amongst lush green hills and overlooking a deep blue ocean in the distance, the city's core pulsed with energy. Golden fields draped like a rich carpet around the city's outskirts. In the north, mist from giant waterfalls floated against the bases of majestic mountains. The natural beauty captivated David's attention. His eyes moved from one scene to the next, struggling to take it all in. His village's appearance paled in comparison to the city's vibrancy. The village felt so one-dimensional now that he saw the multitude of aspects of the city on the hill, a patchwork combination of opposites that seemed to fit perfectly together, whether rural or urban, mountains or valley. This place inspires harmony and balance, Deborah said. It provides all that we need, and in return, we make certain to provide for its needs. There can be no other way. This city is a gift to us, just as we are a gift to others. A gift to others? David asked. Deborah nodded. Come with me. And we'll pick up the story there in a different letter on another day. Only two parts remain of the story of the hill. Until then, I wish you well. Your neighbor, 
Corey. P.S. Are you following at Keystone Letters on Instagram? If so, this week's question of the week asks, what do you think Deborah means when she calls the shining city on the hill a gift to others? Leave a comment with your thoughts. You've been listening to the Keystone Letters. I'm Corey Frank, major airline captain and the author of Three Feet to the Left, A New Captain's Journey from Pursuit to Perspective. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating so others can join us on our journey to reignite the American spirit.